Shut up and sit down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome back to the show. You are tuned into the Quiet Part Lab podcast, obviously. Uh, I'm Daryl, obviously. And this is episode 107. So, how about them apples? Who would have thunk we'd be this far? All the way back then, eh? When I was such a young, inexperienced podcaster. God damn, I was such a baby. But now he's all grown up. He's all grown up. And we're over 100. And we're keeping it moving. Keeping it going. So... If you haven't listened to this show before, welcome. If you have, thanks for coming back. You guys are awesome. Uh, If you haven't listened to this show before, we are basically here just to talk about the weird and wonderful world that we live in and give a really just unfiltered approach and analysis of that, a stream of consciousness around some some of the weird and wonderful things that happen on a daily basis. And sometimes we talk about things other than politics, <clears throat> and sometimes we talk a whole bunch about politics. Um, you're going to find everything from UFC recaps to science and technology to social media to, like I said, politics, domestic, foreign. <clears throat> Love having a cough on the podcast. That's a fantastic thing. <coughs> and that's what you get for starting to drink coffee again. Anyways, you're going to get a whole bunch of different stuff. This is not what I would consider a niche podcast. Okay, We're not just going to talk about movies. We're not just going to talk about true crime. We're not just going to talk about politics. We're going to give you a roundup of everything. And sometimes that'll be celebrity. Sometimes that'll be sports. Who knows? So if you guys like a bit of variety and you like not really knowing what's coming, but knowing that it's going to be honest, probably a little bit crass, maybe sometimes a little too vulgar, but always honest, always as transparent and unbiased as, as possible. I just want to comment on things. I just want to use this to reach out and start dialogues and to get some things off of my chest. So again, if this is your first time, guys, you can get this podcast. You've probably found it on iTunes or SoundCloud, uh, but we're also on Spotify as well. I think we're also on Stitcher, but I'm going to be adding us to a couple more networks. And when that's all done, I'll let you guys know so you can find it. And there'll always be links on our Twitter account, which is at Quiet Part Loud. So go and check us out there. We throw some some thoughts around uh, on Twitter as well. But Twitter's mostly just to give you guys easy access to all of the various links so you can listen to the show wherever you want to. Um, so as I said, this is 107. And we're finally getting back into a routine after being on holiday. So it's Wednesday evening when we're recording this, it's been a gorgeous day today, but it's Wednesday evening. So this is going to get at you, uh, on Thursday, probably Thursday morning, uh, depending on how late 
I get finished with everything else this evening. So, uh, so check that out. Give us a rating on iTunes if you want. We've had uh, we've had some ratings on there, and you know, so far we're holding steady at five stars. But more is always better to help spread the word and uh, and get us get us discovered by more people. And and that's the goal, right? We wanna we wanna have a dialogue. It's not me just talking one way to you. I try to talk about things that maybe we can get involved in. Um, as a community, sometimes it's just a sounding off board and, uh, and, and you can choose to listen or, or not, but we're going to keep coming every week and we're back in a routine now. So it, it's starting to feel good. This week's been fantastic. It's been super busy, which is how I like it. I'm back doing my PT, uh, sessions, which I, uh, finished tonight, um, with a client before coming back and recording this show. So that's back in the swing and, and keeping me busy is a beautiful thing because I've always got my head in the game and, and I'm more sharp and I, I don't like floundering. I've talked about it before. It's, it's, you know, it's a mediocre existence and I'm not interested in that whatsoever. So things are going great. And it seems like we're pushing towards the end of summer here in London, which, you know, if we're talking almost the end of September, that's not a bad shout. I've still got tomatoes and peppers growing in my garden. Um, and it's amazing. So bring on this, Last weekend, we're going to do some grilling. Uh, take advantage because I heard it gets cold after this. So if you're in London, I hope you guys are having a great week and uh, and taking advantage of the sunshine while it lasts. Um, for those of you guys who are in London, I don't know, and this goes further afield than that, but definitely people who, who live in the city would have heard it because the story that I want to start by uh, start talking about, start the show talking about, is, is about this uh, London Aquarium. Uh, issue that uh, that happened early, either early this week or on the weekend. I'm not entirely sure. It's a few days old, this story, but if you haven't heard it, it's absolutely hilarious. And it really just goes towards, you know, the absurdity of this progressive society that, you know, some people are taking way, way, way too far, in my opinion. And if this story isn't an example of that, I don't know what is. Um, so, London Aquarium, they basically, they have a penguin exhibit. And this penguin was um, was basically like neglected by its mother, orphaned by its mom. And was subsequently adopted by two female penguins who share a very close bond. Now, they're assuming that they're lesbian. There's been no, uh, this is the London Aquarium trainers, uh, but there's been no real evidence of any lesbian activity, uh, as far as I'm aware. So that's a weird sort of label to put on penguins without their consent. You know, we have to be in a, we're, we're in a society of consent these days. And, uh, you know, that should apply to animals as well. Right? So these two female penguins adopted this orphaned penguin and London aquarium have decided that they don't want the baby penguin to be gender stereotyped. They want, they want the penguin to grow up and determine its own gender by its behavior. And while this is a really soft, cuddly sort of sentiment for the tone of how our society is going, I think this is absolutely ridiculous because I looked up penguin sexuality after I read this ridiculous story and there is a clear 
biological difference as there is with every single other species on the planet, bar a couple that have ha have her hermaphrodite uh, tendencies and and and, and physi physiologies. Bar that you know those couple few exceptions. Everything biologically is identified as a male and female. That's how mating works in the animal kingdom. And yes, there have been homosexual examples that they claim by, you know, different species around the world. But penguins have a notable size difference, notable responsibilities during the, uh, the birthing process right, when they're hatching the eggs and, and, and all of that. And I just thought to myself, well, either this penguin's got a dick or it doesn't. There's no genderless penguins. And this is where this social progressive bullshit is really pervading science because there's no way that the London Aquarium as a zoological arena, environment, whatever, venue, should be making claims that animals are genderless, and that don't have an identity. This is not the difference between putting pants on or a dress, wearing pink or wearing blue. You know, those, you know, really, really arcane sort of archaic, like, you know, uh, delineations between genders. We're not talking about that. Either this penguin is going to inseminate another penguin or it is going to lay an egg. That is about as simple as we can put it. So for these London Aquarium folks that are taking this cutesy approach to go genderless with this penguin, you're doing science a misservice. You're doing biology a disservice. You are not taking into account anything to do with evolution or science. Because... As I've explained, they've got very, very specific roles. So either it's one or the other. But the point is, all they wanted to do was not give it a gender-specific a gender name, like Bob, right? Or Sally. So now that we've determined, or at least stated for the record, that penguins are most certainly male or female, you could call that penguin a fucking Kit Kat and it wouldn't give a shit. It's still going to follow its biology. It's still going to develop as either a larger male species of penguin or a smaller female species of penguin. One of them will be able to inseminate. One of them will be inseminated. That is the crux of this. So call it Kit Kat. Call it Snickers. I don't give a shit. But call it the gender that it is. We cannot let social progressive, uh, progressive uh, minds and socially progressive intentions creep in and pervade science. We just cannot do that because we lose we lose the objective power of science of discovery, of getting things wrong and trying again and progressing it and going forward. If you just say, oh, that's, that's out the window, we're just going to let it, we're going to figure it out as it grows up. 
and we're going to basically say, oh, well, depending on how it acts, if it likes to cuddle up with another girl, then maybe we'll give it a female name. But if it, even if it's a male, like, I'm not sure what they're trying to do here. It seems completely pointless to me. But that penguin doesn't care what its name is. That's a fact. And it either has male reproductive organs or female reproductive organs. And that is also a fact. So can we get off of this nonsense? You know, this penguin, like it's going to identify as one way or another. It's going to identify as it is and as its biology tells it to. That's it. This is not some hipster from fucking, you know, Shoreditch that's decided to have gender reassignment surgery because they feel a little bit, you know, feminine than, than the rest of the boys. This is not some crazy-ass parent in California that starts to give its little child hormones because it's, you know, acting like a tomboy. It's a little girl, but it's acting like a tomboy. So let's start feeding it testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. It's a penguin. It doesn't give a shit what its name is. It's there to eat fish, fuck, and sleep. And then swim. That's it. That's it. So what are we doing here, social justice warriors, you progressive idiots? Can we just stick with the science, please? Because that nonsense is just tiring. That's just, that's fucking hilarious to me that, that, that qualified individuals can come out and make statements like this for some sort of like, you know, PR move or something. It's just ridiculous. Anyways, never mind. Just... Let's decide if the penguin's a boy or a girl. Yeah, it's a very, very quick and easy check and the whole thing's over and then you can name it whatever the hell you want and then get back to real work. <laughs> um, what else? What else are we talking about today? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, just remembering all the things that I wanted to talk about today and some of them are just so stupid. So there's a Welsh... There's this cafe in Wales, right? South Wales. And if anybody... Anybody listening to this, I mean, I might even get pulled off of uh, off of platforms for having this on, but who knows? Let's see. Let's see how it goes. So guy I work with pointed the story out to me uh, yesterday, and it, it's about this cafe in Wales that has been stripped of uh, its appearance on Google, right? So it's, it's no longer discoverable on Google uh, because it promotes selling faggots okay now for anybody in the uk you probably know what i'm talking about or you know at least what a faggot is for anybody outside specifically in america or canada a faggot over here is so it, it, it's um so it's a food right and it's i think they say pork but i think you can basically put lamb or whatever you want in it it's lamb awful a bunch of like spices and things like that and then it's wrapped in a casing of intestine and then it's cooked. And when you when you cut it open, all the fats and the juices have kind of, you know, marinated together. And it's this nice... People love it. I've never had it. Um, but people love it. And they say it's, it's actually fantastic. And it's one of those really Welsh dishes. Um, but as I said, most people in the UK know about it. Now, this cafe says specializes in selling great faggots or something like that right or lunch special breakfast special whatever got faggots for you know three euro fifty or something like that whatever it is uh three pound fifty so 
Um, anyways, G Google's algorithm, obviously, this is not a person that's made this decision, but it just shows how stupid the algorithms are, are still and how basic they are. Or maybe they're not and Google's just doing this uh, because they just want to censor that word from the internet. I don't know. But Google stripped them. Google removed them from the search results because of that word. Their algorithm has picked it up and just canceled them right just completely eradicated them from uh, from the search engine they're like you know the poor lady it's a family-run business poor lady's like what the hell like have we not got bigger problems to solve it's it's just insane right and it just again with this social progression this social warrior this social justice warrior shit we're going into this liberal progressive state of society where Everything's got to be nerfed. Everything's got to be marshmallow. Everything's got to be a safe space. And, you know, all of this stuff. I mean, this guy from Saturday Night Live, right? This comedian from Saturday Night Live. He's been canceled now. He got fired from SNL because a podcast he did where he said um, the um, the Chinese slur, right? Begin. Uh, it sounds like blink, right? It sounds like, uh, it sounds like slink. Um he said it a couple of times on a podcast, but you know, there was really nothing in it. He was just, he was, he was trying to be funny, but there was really no joke. So it wasn't really like he had anything to stand on in terms of like, Oh, well, I'm a comedian. That's a joke. So you have to take it in context of that. He was kind of just rambling. I've listened to the audio clip. He's just kind of talking about politics. And although I think it's a complete overreaction, this guy's been, fired from uh from saturday night live you can understand where they're coming from because they're obviously you know they're a corporation they've got advertisers to bend to but it's just it's all a bit sad it's all a bit pathetic you know we see this cancel culture and i mean they've tried to they i mean they took a half a stab at bill burr when his special came out because he had like i don't know like gay jokes on there or something uh, they tried to do it to Dave Chappelle when his stand-up came out because he was making transgender jokes. And it's just like, come on. This vocal minority of, of you know, just sensitive little snowflake personalities is pathetic to me. And it's just like, you got to let it go because this is the entire problem, right? When the Me Too movement started, everybody was behind it. Everybody was like, yeah, cool, let's listen about this because, you know, if we if we uncover some shit like Harvey Weinstein, you know, and later on, obviously, things like Jeffrey Epstein, all, although that's a different magnitude, you know, if, if we look at things like Harvey Weinstein, those per pervasive behaviors of, of men in power needed to be put on blast, right? So when the Me Too movement happened and it started, almost everybody could get on board with it, right? I mean, you had some real Neanderthals that you know, would probably just shoo it away as uh, fucking women, you know, complaining and bitching and moaning like they always do. But for the most part, we all said, yes, absolutely, this kind of behavior needs to be stopped. Absolutely, this behavior needs to be called out. Absolutely, we want to hear what you guys have to say. And then they kept going. And again, most people had no problem. But then you noticed that there was a reduction in terms of what appeared to be the severity of the claims. 
because then it started to get really pathetic. Like we went from Harvey Weinstein, who was actively like predatorial against women who were, you know, who were not in a position to really fight back against his power and position, right? They were young actresses. They were, you know, they were trying to make a career in the movies. And, you know, that's a whole different conversation in terms of, you know, kind of knowing the business you get into. But Harvey Weinstein's a predator. And that kind of, you know, the spark of the Me Too movement with that sort of as its figurehead, everybody could get on board with that. Everybody could get on board with that, that I know or that I've spoken to about it. But then one of the next ones was Louis C.K. And Louis C.K. just is a bit of a weirdo, a bit sad, right? Because he was just jerking off on himself whilst other people were in the room. It, it, he's He's got a perversion that he needs therapy with, but I wouldn't call him a predator. And I don't think, like, I think Harvey Weinstein should be canceled. I think, you know, I don't think there's anything redeemable there. And if he never gets to make another flick again, and if he, you know, if he goes broke as a result of the lawsuits, I really don't care. But with a guy like Louis C.K., I'm like, well, he's just a bit, that's just a bit sad. So let him get on with it. He admitted what he did. And let's move on. And let him work his way back. But then it got even worse. Right? It got even less severe. Because you had this claim from uh, the comedian Aziz Ansari and his girlfriend. And effectively, her claim was, we went on a few dates, I gave him a blowjob, but then he wasn't interested in me. That was, a, that was effectively the extent of it. And then people started to say, hang on a minute. Hang, hang on a minute. You can't just make claims for things that you don't like and attribute them to this movement where misogynistic, predatory, white males, privileged males are taking advantage of every female in the world. And every male is an abuser and every you know, man is a predator. It, it went too far. And this is what happens, right? This is what happens with some of these social justice warriors and some of these liberal progressives who just want to complain about anything. And if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. And all it does is cannibalize the people who have really suffered, who are people of their own gender, who they should be working to protect. And by embellishing stories or making fabrications, uh, one of the girls, uh, one of the women uh, who uh, was, uh, I think it was one of the Harvey Weinstein victims, I, and I put the victim in, in, in air quote with this instance, because it turned out that she sexually assaulted uh, a, a young man. Right? But that's not blown up. That doesn't get added to the Me Too movement. That gets brushed under. Men don't get part of the Me Too movement. We are the focus of it. But if you keep pushing and pushing and pushing and reducing these claims and there's, uh, you know, based on, you know, minor incidents that you don't like and you get called out for it, you know, I can't remember the person, but uh, some woman came out and said, you know, he was uh, sexually harassing me. Um, he was, you know, whatever, mistreating me and all this stuff. And then it came out and he was like, no, that's completely untrue. And I wish I could remember his name. He's like, that's completely untrue. Here's the text messages. And she was being filthy and, you know, like, uh, entire, like, you know, she was all game. She was all game for it. But then it didn't end right. It didn't end right. 
So then she tried to blow up his spot and completely ruin his life. And that's exactly what has happened with the guy from Saturday Night Live. I think his name's Scott Giles or something like that. But they pulled this clip from him from a podcast. I don't know when the podcast was recorded, but they pulled this clip from him in the podcast, called him a racist, called him a bigot, simply so that SNL, Saturday Night Live, would fire him and his credibility would be severely compromised. And that now is where we're at with the things like the Me Too movement and the cancel culture. Anything that people don't like, even if it's a slight majority, they can be so loud and so vocal now that they scare these corporations into adhering to these complaints. And they could be unfounded, they could be unsubstantiated, but enough, if enough noise is made, brand, corporations are not willing to fuck with the advertising money. It's as simple as that. And that's what happened. Saturday Night Live didn't want this anywhere near them. It was a stink for them. They didn't want anywhere near them. And so they're like, well, fuck it. He's fired. Get him out of here. And that's, had a, that's now going to have a real-world impact on that comedian's livelihood, his family's life, his ability to provide for them. And do I think he's a racist? No, not really. I think he's a comedian who was rambling on a podcast, but I also think he's a comedian who was rambling on a podcast and knows he was on a podcast. So maybe I would give him the benefit of the doubt to say this was something he was trying to do to be funny. But I don't think he was racist, and I don't think he is a racist. I don't know the guy from Adam, but from the context and the stuff that I've heard, what I do think is this is the cancel culture going mental. And I think there is starting to be a clapback. The pendulum is going to go the other way. And that's because some stupid fucking idiots who wanted their 15 minutes of fame and a fat lawsuit decided to take a movement that was once very, very legitimate and had the attention of most people has now been turned into a farce because they're trying to use it not for its intended purposes, but for their own financial, emotional, social gain, right? It's a victimhood culture. That's what this is. It's a victimhood culture. Everybody wants to cry wolf. We know this now. But this now is the crying wolf, right? This is the boy that cried wolf. Because if you get enough of these people to attach themselves to a movement that have bogus claims or they're complaining about getting dumped by a guy after they sucked his dick after a date in a, like, you know, sucked his dick in a car after a date, right? Like, this was the Aziz Ansari stuff. And all this does is break down the credibility of anybody that makes legitimate claims in the future. We think, well, the last three or four I've heard were absolute nonsense, so how do I know the next one's telling the truth? And yes, you have to take everything on its own merit, but if the bogus start to outweigh the legitimate, doesn't that then stain the movement entirely? Because I would argue that it does. And I just think that this is one of the problems with the Me Too culture. Every, we were we were all on board. We were all on board. But then some of them took advantage of it. And now we're all skeptical. And that's not our fault. 
Because you had us at the beginning. We were all stood up and listening. And now it's all a bit, hmm, I'm going to wait. But these corporations are still canceling. These corporations are not, are not clapping back yet. They're not waiting to see. They're not giving any benefit of the doubt. As soon as there's a smear, you're gone. And that too will have its consequences. Because other media outlets will emerge that will not bend, that will be more independent. Comedians are already putting these things together themselves. And all this means is, while you're clamoring these corporations for as much ad revenue as possible to what is ultimately a dying product in its current form, TV, advertisers are going to the place where they know viewers want to go to see the stuff and they're choosing to see it. And that's places like podcasts. That's places like YouTube channels and, and networks such as. Linear TV is a thing of the past. I watch very, very, very little linear television. And if it's anything, it's probably the news. Or a UFC event. But I'm not, I'm not filling my... DVR up with stuff on television. I'm watching Netflix. I'm watching YouTube. I'm watching Amazon Prime. You know, I'm watching documentaries online. Stuff like this. Stuff like this, you know? So while they clamor for these last years of the significant ad revenue that TV will bring, and it'll always be a thing, of course, but it's going to move. It already is moving. And it's going to continue. Get what you can because people will find the content they want to listen to. And if they know that a certain show is just bending to the will of a vocal few, a lot of us are just going to switch off. I mean, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in years other than like maybe a few clips on YouTube. It's just not something that I'm willing to invest any time in. And I would think the ratings show a similar trend. But I don't have facts on that, so I'm just talking shit. Um, but yeah, man, the cancel culture is, is, is a bit of a fucked up thing. Um, and I think, it's, I think it's had its day. And I think the pendulum's starting to go back. So let's see, right? Um, the other thing, switching gears completely, is, well, maybe not totally, but um, there was... I don't know if you guys have seen this yet, but there was an explosion uh, in an Australian farm. And so this was, yeah, this was in Australia and it was a farm, but it wasn't a typical farm. It was a farm that hosted and um, cryogenically stored uh, bull semen, <coughs> right? Cow cum. <laughs> and I've come upon a story that I just... I mean, how could I not share this? There are so many puns and so many jokes that could be made off of this story, but I don't have to do any of them because this article that I'm about to read you, which is very short, basically has them all in it and ties it in. I thought it was a parody article when I first started reading it, but it's not. It's from a London paper and I'm going to read it to you. So the headline is huge blow for farmers in bull semen explosion. Okay. Farmers in Australia are having a hard time, having a hard time after it's, 
I'm going to start again because I'm already laughing. This is fucking ridiculous. Farmers in Australia are having a hard time of it as vats of bull semen were destroyed in a fire. Around 100 cryogenically, cryogenic cylinders exploded, splattering their contents throughout the building in Gippsland, Gippsland, Victoria. Each cylinder at Harem Herd Services was worth between $500 and $1,000. They contained shots of semen worth between five and ninety-five dollars each. Fire Commander Pr Chris, whatever his last name is, described the fire as a unique challenge. He said the liquid inside the cylinders was rapidly expanding, and essentially the lids of the cryogenic cylinders were just popping off the top, and projectiles were being thrown from the building. That led firefighters to go into defensive mode beating off any substances heading their way or towards neighboring buildings. Chris added that he ne he has never had anything to do with artificial insemination things before. Firefighters moistened the flame more than two hours before they got a grip of the situation and brought the fire under control. <laughs> Vice Chairman Aaron Thomas told ABC... He didn't see it coming, adding that a lot of farmers who had semen in the building and it would a lot of farmers had, who had semen in the building and it would be a huge blow for them. He told local news sources were coming into an artificial insemination season. So it would have been a substantial amount of semen inside the tanks that we've lost, which was owned by our local farmers. And it can range from a value of five to ninety five dollars per straw. <laughs> it goes on. But I think we've covered enough. I mean, they're having a hard time of it. It's cryogenic cylinders, right? So I'm I'm trying to be as not obvious as possible. But a hundred cylinders splattering their contents through the building, right? The liquid inside the cylinders was rapidly expanding and essentially the lids were just popping off the top and projectiles were being thrown from the building. Firefighters had to go into defensive mode, beating off any substances heading their way <coughs> or towards neighboring buildings. Firefighters moistened the flames before they got a grip of the situation. Are you fucking kidding me with this? I mean... The person that wrote this is Richard Hartley Parkinson, and this is from Tuesday. I mean, he clearly knew what he was doing, and I think it's absolutely hilarious. Can you imagine? It, it just, it sounds like a bunch of, you know, enormous loaves being bust, right? And the writing of the article is perfectly descriptive of... Of basically a bunch of guys ejaculating and it going all over the place and just all of the all of the all of the insinuations there are, uh, are are hilarious so I don't even know who I'm talking about this but I just thought it was really funny and the way this article was written I thought was hilarious um, but what a goddamn mess can you imagine a farm full of bull cum and firemen just happen to basically head into the head into the the flames and the and the shower of bull nut 
that would be raining down on them. It's it's artificial insemination season. Those things were probably just full to the brim, <laughs> ready to bust. <laughs> um, so, anyways, there's that story from Australia. Meanwhile, in Australia, you know, um, what else? Oh yeah, I just wanted. This is more of like a sense check. Anybody out there? Since Apple announced their new iPhone, notice their their current model is just completely fucked up. Because Apple announced their new iPhone 11, I think, uh, along with like a new Apple Watch 5 and you know Home Apple Home or whatever the fuck else they've they've got. Um, but as they were caught out doing a few years back, purposely slowing down phones so people would buy new ones, they've clearly done something to iPhones since the launch of the new phone. Because since then, and I keep an eye out for things like this just because I'm a weirdo and, and, and some conspiracies I really like, my phone needs basically restarting every day. It doesn't pick up internet and Wi-Fi signals half as good as it did a month ago or even like when I first got to Italy. Um, my apps keep crashing, which is completely unusual. And just the overall performance, like the battery life is worse now. And like, I, I'm talking noticeably worse, right? Like not just like, oh, that's weird. Why, why does it need to be restarted? I need to restart my phone, uh, maybe not every day, but every maybe couple of days. It's just, it's basically falling to bits. The insides are just melting because whatever Apple do with their software to slow and drain and inhibit performance to make you get the new model. And they probably know that Daryl buys a new iPhone every couple of years. So let's give him, let's give him a little performance knock to, to jumpstart his, uh, his move towards getting the 11. And like, I'm going to get the 11 anyways, but don't fuck with my phone. My phone is, is how I do business. It's how I commute. It's you know, obviously not just me, but like, come on, man. Like, I'm going to get one. And a lot of people aren't. Yes. And a lot of people hold on to old devices. I get it. But that's a sneaky, gross way of doing business, man. Because they know how good their ecosystem is compared to Android. You can't use a fucking Android. Are you kidding me? I tried to use an Android on somebody else's phone and I gave it back to him in like two minutes. I was like, forget this, the pages of apps and the the clunky just operating system. And ugh, it's just, it's just compared to Apple, it's a terrible experience. I maintain that. And I'm not an expert on like all the intricacies of tech and whatnot. But, you know, some of these people will tell you, oh, you know, Android way, you know, completely outperforms it. You know, it's got better storage, better processing speed, better color graphics, you know, all of that stuff. For me, I'm just like, yeah, but look at how it looks when you're, look at look at the usage. Look at the user experience on it. It's nowhere even close to an Apple product. Well, an Apple phone for sure. And I'm sorry, but they've got me by the nuts. I don't know how long it would take me to adjust to an Android. And part of me is like, oh, I should just get an Android as well just so I can start getting used to it. And maybe, because I almost bought the, uh, the Google, the Google Pixel. The Google Pixel phone. But I read a couple bad reviews. 
about the operating system. And I was just like, I can't take the chance. I can't take the chance. So I don't want to say I'm Apple for life, but ugh, I probably am, which makes it even more disheartening that I still support a company that purposely fucks me over. And I would say if any brand in the world has me, it's probably Apple because the truth of the matter is I'm not going anywhere. I got a, I got a Windows laptop and it's fucking terrible, right? All the Windows laptops that I have are terrible. And maybe it's just the price point that I buy them at because I'm not buying like, you know, 1200 pound laptops and maybe I should just invest in a fucking Mac. I don't know, but I hate the laptop I use. It's horrible, but I love my iPhone and I love my iPad. So why not just go whole hog, right? Because there's a part of me that's like, no, you're not having, you're not having everything. You can't fucking have everything, Apple, right? I just did my Apple Pay not too long ago. I finally succumbed to that. And now I'm like, well, Apple are going to launch a bank or a fucking credit card or something. I'm like, oh, no, man, you, no. Not that I have credit cards anyways, because I don't like that. I, I don't like credit cards at all. But I'm just like, no, you can't have all of it. So like I put my Apple Pay, uh, my credit card into Apple Pay. And then I went to use Deliveroo the other day or, or Uber or something like that. And immediately it, it synced and gave me Apple Pay as my default payment option. And I was like, no, 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 no. I still want to use my card. Fuck that. I'm not ready to do it yet. I put my card in there so I know they've got my details. But I'm not just some things like I've got four rings. Uh, you know, the security cameras ring. So I've got the doorbell. I've got a security camera outside and I've got one in my house. That's owned by Amazon. And now I understand that they're sharing that data with police uh, departments, like the video footage and shit. And I'm just like. Well, I had a problem with like getting an Alexa because I didn't want them listening in my house. But with these goddamn cameras that I'm trying to use for security, now they can see exactly what I'm doing. So when I'm walking around my house buck naked with my dick out, that could be sent to some some asshole at Amazon who could be doing God knows what with it, sharing it with God knows who, and then sending it to the cops for shits and giggles. I, like, I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. But like, it's funny that somewhere, some things I draw the line with and some things I don't even take into consideration. I didn't think once when I bought those rings, those ring security cameras, that like that data might be shared. That that camera and how naive of that of me is that when I'm when I'm subsequently like just completely diametrically opposed to having uh like a Apple HomePod or a you know, an Amazon, uh, like Alexa or we like, like Google home or one of those things, right? Like I don't want that. Cause I think it's listening to me all the time, but these things are listening to me and watching me. So what the fuck does it matter? I might as well just go the whole way and get the internet of things wired through my house and just call it a day, give up my privacy and, uh, and start my own, like, I don't know, my own, uh, like sex channel or something where I'm just jerking off all day and just stay home, build some ad revenue. I don't fucking know. It's just all corroded, but it's weird because I've got this thing in my head. Like, I don't want them listening, but I'm willing to let them watch me because it keeps my house safe. So maybe there's that trade-off. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird, man. It's weird. But I just don't want Apple fucking with me. 
Like, don't slow my phone down, man. Let me just live. Can I just fucking live? You guys have seven trillion fucking dollars in the bank, and I'm just trying to do my thing. Don't fuck with my phone. Stop crashing my apps, you pricks. So, I don't know if anybody else has experienced this, but I certainly have. And it's annoying as shit. But, iPhone 11, here I come, baby. Because I'm a fucking idiot. So, there you go. Um, so, the last thing I want to talk about today is, um, is not funny, really, at all. Um, and we've raised this subject on the show numerous times in the past. And I'm talking about Israel. I'm talking about their apartheid state with uh that they're they're that they are imposing on the Palestinian people. And the developments around this that are seemingly seemingly going unreported in mainstream media around the world. You might hear a quick snippet of it, and then it's on to something else. What was the last Trump tweet? You know, what? What? how stupid does Boris Johnson look today? Oh, he didn't show up at another press conference. Okay, cool. Meanwhile, we've got Benjamin Netanyahu, who barely, if even at all legitimately, won the election. And I think they're having another election right now, and I think that's where all this kind of nonsense is coming from. But what's being proposed is that they effectively surround reduce and then surround uh, the area which is Palestine. And I think this would happen in uh, Gaza, I believe. What they want to do is effectively shrink the territory, move uh, that the Palestinians currently occupy, or I wouldn't even say occupy, that they live. It's their fucking land. Israel want to, the Israeli government want to impede and reduce the size repeat impede on and reduce the size of those settlements significantly so effectively what you have is something that most jewish people should be you know acutely aware of is what you'll end up with is a ghetto a ghetto that is surrounded by the rest of the country that a certain part of pop a certain people are not allowed to leave without some sort of special permission from the people that are surrounding them. The Palestinians already live in, a, in an apartheid state. They are second-class citizens, if not third- or fourth-class citizens. They are effectively animals to the Israeli government. But they are trying to enclose Palestinians into an encampment-style land appropriation grab. And this is just a continuation of the systematic eradication of Palestine and the Palestinian people that the Israeli government have been doing for decades, since the lines were drawn, redrawn. And this just cannot stand. Benjamin Netanyahu is openly racist, openly divisive, and he's a corrupt motherfucker as well because he's under investigation. Yet we don't say anything about the shrinking territory that the Palestinian people occupy. I say occupy again as a default term. It's their land. The occupying force is the Israelis. We were working towards a two-state solution. <clears throat> Trump's come in, moved the embassy to Jerusalem, got a couple of backpacker countries to do the same thing. 
then all of a sudden these cocksuckers feel empowered to start eradicating and speeding up the eradication of the Palestinian society and people. This is a war crime that's going on. This is a human rights violation that is going on. And I'm sorry to change the topic from bull semen to bullshit, but this is where we're at. This is where we're at, and we can't have this. We have to speak out about this without fear of reprisal from the Jewish community calling us anti-Semitic for pointing out the fucking obvious thing that is going on. They are trying to put an encampment-style territory in place. This is land appropriation that is leading to a ghetto. And I can't understand for the life of me where that a, like why and how a people that have had such a checkered past and such a troubled past suffering through some of the worst atrocities in history would then go and do this to another people. To me, it is it is one of the worst things that's happening currently on our planet from a societal point of view. You know, I'm not talking about climate change right now or anything like that. I'm just talking about the systematic eradication of the Palestinian people who are currently enslaved inside of their own country. And the only reason that Israel have nuts to do this is because they've got an asshole like Donald Trump on their side and they've had America on their side for decades because the Jewish community has such massive influence, far-reaching. I mean, a lot of people speculate that Jeffrey Epstein was an Israeli operative that was put there to put some of the most important, senior, powerful people in that country, in America, in troubling, precarious positions that could damage their reputation in a way that couldn't be reversed because it would have to do with, you know, fucking underage kids. And that's one of the ways that Israel can continue to have this relationship with America. But either way, this is disgusting. And the fact that it's not front page news and headline news on all of the major TV news outlets is a travesty, and we need to call it out for what it is, which is a human rights violation against the Israeli people perpetrated by the government of Benjamin Netanyahu and Israel. That is the fucking fact of it. And if you don't like that, then read a goddamn book, because that is the truth. And if you don't like that point of view, I'm sorry if it hurts your feelings, but again, it is the absolute truth. And if we want to talk about the Palestinian side with Hamas and, you know, them being labeled as a terrorist organization, we can have that conversation. But repress a people long enough and see what happens every single time. They will rise up and find guerrilla-style retaliation mode. Retaliatory ways of getting back and causing disruption, Right? And causing disruption, let's move swiftly along the region, right? Because now we've got more evidence that potentially it was Iran that blew up those um, Saudi oil refineries. <coughs> and the Saudi government, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and MBS, has come out and said they will provide 
concrete evidence that it was the Iranians that carried out this attack and not the Houthis in Yemen as initially claimed. In fact, it was a systematic strike by the Iranian government and the Iranian military to enact and exact revenge on the sanctions that have been imposed by them from the U.S. after leaving the Iran nuclear deal. And round and round and round we go. But this is a... This is a good way for Trump to get his war. And it's about the right time as well. If you look at it from a political strategy point of view. So let's hold our breaths and hope that it doesn't. Because that's not going to be a very good time. But what's really troubling is the fact that Donald Trump has turned around and said, we're going to wait and see what Saudi Arabia says, and then see how they want us to proceed. Basically, like, because Saudi Arabia spent $400 billion, you know, over the last three to four years in arms sales and arms purchases, that they get to call the shots and basically have the U.S. military on call. Now, if this doesn't trouble people, I don't know what the fuck does. But let's see what happens. Round and round and round we go. Interesting times. Worrying times. But let's see how we go. And hopefully, hopefully, remain ever optimistic that cooler heads will prevail. Because if they don't, we're up to our eyeballs in shit. And the results are going to fucking, they're going to fuck with everybody. So, watch your ass. Be nice to people. Take care of your family. Stay healthy. And do you. And let's hope that these psychos don't end up killing us and each other. And themselves in the process. You know? So, there we go. <laughs> I think that's about it. Um, we've done almost an hour, and I didn't expect it to go that quick. Um, so we've talked about Israel. We've talked about Trump. We've talked about iPhones. We've talked about <coughs> bull semen and faggots. So we're all over the place, baby. Right? We're doing everything. But I hope you've enjoyed the show, if you've listened all the way to the end. And I just want to say thanks again for everybody that has listened um, and continues to support the show. You know, I want to get us into the thousands a week. And, uh, and we're working on it. So any suggestions you guys have, we want to hear that feedback. And you can always put ratings, like I said at the beginning of the show, um, in iTunes, in SoundCloud. Leave us feedback, guys. We want to hear from you. Um, but most important, you can find us and tell your friends to find us at SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes are our main ones. And then get us on Twitter at Quiet Part Loud and, uh, and tell us what you think of the show. We'd love to hear from you, even if it's, uh, you know, you, that you're calling me a... You call me an, an, an ignorant cunt and I should never record another show again. That's all That's all love too, baby. So let me know, let me know what you think. Um, but that's a wrap. So episode 107 is in the bag. As I said, it's Wednesday night. We're going to put this out for you guys on Thursday. So you'll have it across the weekend. I hope you listen. I hope you, uh, hope you, hope you tell people about it. Um, 
But if you don't, thanks for listening. If we don't hear from you again, thanks for coming. Um, but we're going to be back doing it again next week with episode 108. We're almost at 110. I can't believe it. Keep it moving. Just keep it moving. So um, I'm going to be here next week, and I hope you guys join me too. Um, so that's a wrap. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care of yourself. Stay healthy. Um, yeah, live life on your terms. You only get one go at it, so you might as well make it count. Until next time, guys. All the best.